I'm currently no longer in a relationship because of societal expectations. So, yeah. uh, it hurts. Um, and it sucks because we're in a time where they say, like, I oh, don't expect anything. Um, when it'll happen, it'll happen. But in reality, there does get to a point where it's like, hey, you are too old for certain things. Hell of an intro. I tell you what you info, but I never really been the type of dude to give no info. Welcome everyone. Welcome to the Walk and Girl Show. It's we're back with another Another one. Yes, I'm starting it off really early. Courtney loves that. She's like, what in the heck oh. is going on? But we are here. This is it. Courtney and I is on the mic. We have a special guest that we're gonna pick his brain a little bit more about. I know typically what we like to do is get a little bit of a backstory, but I personally have had several conversations with George here, and he is one individual where him and I will go back and forth on a lot because two different mindsets. You know, that's the beautiful part about, you know, what we do here is on these, um, on this platform and where we talk on the Walk and Grow show is just to hear different mindsets. So on today's episode, we're going to do exactly that. We're going to hear a little bit about his mindset. If we go back and forth with each other too long, please, please, please give us grace and allow <laughs> us just to get through the storm. <laughs> but it's all for the good. It's all for the better so that we can all challenge each other at the end of the day. But how are you guys all doing today? I am doing fantastic. I know I'm not allowed to say good anymore. I learned my lesson. So um, this weekend, this week, we're going to go with fantastic. Um, yeah, but it's all good. Friday again. So no complaints. Yes, sir. All is well on my end. Just dealing with life. We, go. we good. We got another Debbie Downer. Look at that. You so, see what I'm talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with saying good? There isn't anything wrong. And and see, we're, we're kicking it off early for you guys. There is nothing wrong with saying good. I just feel as if anytime you ask anyone, how are they doing? the first question or the first response, sorry, is good. So if everyone is saying good, what does good mean? So it's like, I don't want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then just say, you know, I'm having all right then. And if somebody says, well, you know, you want to talk about it? Like, no. But if everyone just says good, then it's just like, well, what does good really even mean? Are you doing fantastic are you doing all right are you having a terrible day like even if someone's having a terrible day i feel like people will say i'm good it's like okay <laughs> i'll take it as is <laughs> honestly he just likes to, he just likes to pick on me that's all it is honestly <laughs> it's rough it's rough right now going through some personal things but uh that's a part of life so that's why it's good yeah. because it'll all work out for the good there we go. There you go. I mean, that's that gives me a little bit more clarity. What's you know what your world looks like. So now I know you know. Hey, if things aren't great for George, now I can be like, all right, well, things. George just clearly mentioned to me things aren't great. So maybe I should. Hey, George, everything good? Maybe another phone call, you know, a week or two, and like, hey, everything good, right? But now I'm consciously aware of what is actually occurring instead of you just mentioned it. I'm doing well, <laughs> and I'm thinking everything's good. Everything good, gravy. You know, you you're doing your thing, but. Now that, you know, you're kind of sharing a little bit, I have a little bit more context. I'm aware. I'm consciously uh, alert of what's going on. And so I can have a, you know, a, a better conversation next time. And that's why I harp on the, the good aspect. 
<clears throat> I'm, I I'm excited people. today. I, I'm energetic so. right now. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys can see it, but I can tell. I'm ready I to can rock tell. and roll. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I woke up on the right side of the bed. What can I say? Is that the walk and grow hack? Is that the walk and grow fit? No, no, no. So Uh-oh. this is small good decisions. Actually, I could give you guys a little backstory on this one because this is a, a mentor of mine that, um, and this is kind of off task, but this is a mentor of mine who actually helped me get involved in trading. And so he has this where he's very philosophical, philosopher. I'm not going to try to say it. <laughs> philosophical. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> and so he just has these small little like sayings and that's, that's, that's his, not mine. Um, mm-hmm. This is a quick shout out. Go check him out. Trading Fraternity. That's his YouTube channel. If you guys want to get a little bit inside the scoop of what options and trading and stocks is like. Um, but backstory on this, actually, it was I went out with a shirt that has very similar sayings to this. And I kid you not, I walk outside, it starts to drizzle. And I look back, I'm like, damn, should I do it now? Should I? I'm going on my, my daily walk. I look back and like, damn, should I go back or should I just continue? I said, I could go back inside and just call it a quits or I can go get a hoodie or I could just keep keep going. I was like, I'm already here. I'm just going to keep going. And it, I kid you not, I looked at the shirt and I was just like, yeah, that's why we're just going to keep going. So walked through the rain this morning and I was like, that was, this was an interesting experience. Um, never did it before. <laughs> never did it before. It wasn't a terrible one, but it was just like, um, okay. Um, this is, I guess, what it feels like um, to walk through the rain and kind of get, you know, rain down while walking and, you know, having your clothes on and everything. So, you know, for that person that's outside right now or whenever and it gets rained on, I feel for you because I've went through that experience and I can now relate <laughs> on how exactly that feels. But <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Like, how is that funny? Oh no! You want me to respond to that? No. We, yeah, I gonna... do. I really do. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, you know, first world problems where we can choose mm. to walk in the rain. It's so mm. nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because some of the listeners they are not all in the U.S. So you know mm-hmm. that definitely. I'm glad. I'm really happy that you said that because I was not thinking um, on that aspect. But now it's you know it's relatable. So. Uh, definitely thank you thank you thank you but <clears throat> i want to kick things off uh, first and foremost we all here took a personality test um i don't know if you guys realize but that was all intentional on my end <laughs> oh okay um, to prep for this i'm for sure for sure i knew that had something to do with something oh man so i just kind of wanted to it wasn't a setup because there's nothing bad that's gonna happen it was just like hey this is if we all take it and now we all have something to really talk about um, it gives us context to be able to relate and have that as a resource. But based on that personality test, um, and the ones that we're talking, the one that we're talking about today, we did the Myers and Bridge one. So if you want to go do it, by all means, go online. Um, I think it's sixteen personalities dot com. Uh, go check it out. Go do your own thing. Have fun with it. Be truthful because um, it's going to really tell you a little bit about yourself. But I kind of want to hear your. Speaking of it, look at that. They just. <laughs> sent me an email it's like they're he- hearing me right now um <laughs> but speaking of your experience with the testing itself do you think it was helpful or do you think it was like a waste of time from both of you guys Courtney or George whoever wants to go first I just don't I I don't know I 
I know you know like the type of conversations that we have and the way that I respond to things. I'm not a this or that type person. And like to me, it's like everything has so much context and everything has so much background. And like, I can't answer this quite like it's not this or that. It's like kind of th- well, what about this context or what about this situation? Like, it's so hard for me to to respond. And then I'm sure we'll get more into like results a little bit later. But just seeing the results and seeing like that they're even remotely similar is like, no, there's no <laughs> shot that we have similar results on a personality test. So just things like that. It's kind of like, mm, I'm probably not going to pay much attention to this. I'm not going to say anything's useless, but, but moving forward, it's like, you know, not, I probably won't do too, too much with those results. I'm the complete opposite. Uh, <laughs> and I guess that's why I'm here. <laughs> but, um, it honestly shed a lot more light on how I process, uh, situations. Um, so that it was for me, it was very helpful. And the reason I really like the test is because you can you can see people's habits. We are habitual by nature. So the test shows us our some of our traits. It's not 100 percent, but it shows us a lot of traits that we identify Um, And some that we might not have been aware that we had. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like you. I like taking them, but I'm on the fence with living by them. I don't, I, it's, it's always, it's a great reminder. That's kind of how I look at it. It's great reminder. See where I'm at. Cause again, I think those things, depending on your decisions and your answers, they're always going to change. It's, It's never going to be the same test. I mean, the same result. Um, every single time. So I think that is kind of, it's good to take to kind of get a reminder about who you are, where you are, and just kind of where you stand and see if there's anything that you need to work on. Um, and what Courtney mentioned, it's, you know, we both, <laughs> I took it, she took it, and we literally had the same personality. And I told her, I said, we both agree, like, there's no way in hell <laughs> this is, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, we may console, and, and that was it. We really console with others, and we kind of come from that mm-hmm. background, but I will honestly say I think Courtney does it a little bit more than me, which probably, of course, if you look at the way the weightings or the the percentages of it, that's where it makes sense. Um, but yeah. I was like, yeah, nah, no. Nah. I mean, just off rip, seeing it, I was like, I don't know about this one. You know, she... <laughs> What's the yeah. percentages uh, roughly the same for both of you on everything? That I didn't really look too deep into um, okay. on that aspect. I'm yeah. sure I, I'm sure I can look at it. Um, but I can already tell you, wherever the empathetic side is, Courtney got me by a long shot. A long shot. <laughs> no, you're pretty empathetic. You just don't like to show. I, I no, no. I think I, I, I know I am. I just know I'm more harsh than empathetic. Blunt, straightforward, yeah. things like that. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's. I think a lot of times for you, it's the language. Cause sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not empathetic or I'm not this or I'm not that. I'm like, yes, you are. You're just using different <laughs> words. Like right. you just, you know, yeah. So elaborate on yeah. that for, for the person in the back that doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. No, I think you can be, I mean, you can be blunt with somebody. You can be straightforward with somebody and like have very direct communication and still be empathetic towards them still be supportive, still be, 
you know, just because you have this quality doesn't take away from, from another, from a positive one or, or something along those lines. I am empathetic, but I have more difficulty communicating through like conflict or communicating. Um, what am I trying to say? Confrontation. Um, but that doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like we can both be the same level of empathetic and you have a easier time communicating those things. Hmm. My opinion. I've been told my empathy is like being thrown into a bucket of ice water with my words. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Yeah, I'm and not empathetic. Like, interesting. <laughs> and how'd you feel when that whoever it is that told you that? Like, did that make you feel any sort of way? You were just like, oh, I guess it is what it is. I was like, uh, oh, that's amazing because I, I want to shock you back to reality. <laughs> You obviously needed it. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. So what if the person's like, that's not what I wanted, though? Like, and you yeah. just literally shook their world. Then you don't open up to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fair. That is completely fair. I guess I got to do it for of... this. I got I to gotta do it for you, bro. Like, I don't know. Oh I'll gosh. do it again for you, man. I, I'll do it one more time. Like, come on now. I got to <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do it for oh, you. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, <laughs> what an answer. <laughs> They're going to have to come talk to me after they talk to George. Right. Yeah. I set him up. You down. We, yeah. we got this. Yeah. No, I, I actually had a very similar conversation um, to this yesterday with a friend and I had said, we were kind of talking about like our own healing journeys and like where we're at and, and stuff like that. And um, I was saying that I was talking to a friend and I'm like, I feel like my friends are just, they're sick of it. They're done with it. Like they're getting to mm -hmm. a point where they're like, yeah, well, you're still doing the same thing. So what do you expect? Like not, and to me, it's like they're running out of empathy for me. And he was like, I don't think they're, you know, lacking empathy. I think they might be lacking patience. And to me, it's like, no, mm. now they're mean. So it's empathy. And I know I'm, I'm dramatic about it, but it's like, no, they're just not communicating as like kindly as they used to, or like as softly with me as they used to. So for me, it's like, they, they're not having that empathy, but in reality, it's like the empathy hasn't changed, you know, their, their personality and their ability to be compassionate towards me has not changed. It's just, it's at a point where they're like, nah, you've been doing this long enough. Like, we're not going to give you that same patience. Um, and I, I also have to understand, like, I know they come from a positive place. Um, so, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that he was kind of like, um, you know, I don't think it's a lack of empathy. I think it's just a lack of patience and that doesn't change the friendship. So shout out mm -hmm. to Alex. He'll be stoked that I'm talking about him right now, but that was really, it was helpful insight. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I think even the understanding of aspect of it is, it's a big, big piece of it. Um, when trying to understand someone, how they operate, how they work, how they speak, how they communicate, that's a whole nother, like, big old thing that many of us don't take the time to at least try to understand. Or maybe the person just doesn't really express it to the point where we can understand it. But it's when I think when working with different personalities in general, or at least when you're in friendship with different personalities, it's I will say it's extremely important to understand who that person is, who that person is and who you're talking to so that you know exactly how to engage with them. Because, I mean, 
you can get in fist fights. I mean, I'm sure, I don't know about you, Courtney, but I've been in plenty of them um, because, again, it's not understanding the person. Um, of course, I was a troublesome kid. You didn't hear my past episodes? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, I still couldn't see you fighting people. Yeah, well, 10, I've never gotten ago. into a fight. Not even like, not even like rugby related, where we're like literally already pushing each other. I'm still like, yeah. don't do that. Really? <laughs> like I'm still very, yeah, very passive when it comes to. I don't know. People get angry. Like if we're talking about rugby specifically, people get angry, and you can tell they, you know, get aggressive. And I'm just like, it's a game, and then I'll go do like the next thing. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not an angry person. I just process anger very differently. And like when it comes to aggression, I mean, I can play hard and I can play aggressively, but like I'm not because I'm angry at the person across from me, you know, I'm just like, okay, we have to social together after this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I just process it different. I'm not, I don't know. I've never been that way. I would say that's a, that's a, a feminine trait that, is rarely exude exuded mm-hmm. uh it's it's amazing it's nice to hear that mm-hmm. <laughs> so even i mean i had a <laughs> recently one of my friends was showing me that there was like a fight a big like whatever ufc and then there was mm-hmm. boxing or whatever and see i know nothing about it so um he was showing me he's like look look this is what happened this what happened. And i was just kind of like Right. He's like, you don't like it, huh? And I'm like, I don't want to watch people like hit each other. I just like, I don't, why do people fight? Like, I know it's a sport and like, I play an aggressive sport too. So, you know, it's kind of funny, I guess the balance, but to me, it's like, why do we have to fight? Like, why do we have to? And I've just always been that way. Anytime I see a fight, I'm like, this is dumb. We can, or why are people watching this? Like, why do people want to see this? Um, but yeah, I don't know if that goes into, is that empathy? Is that compassion? Is that... I don't know, sensitivity to, to pain. Like to me, it's like, yeah, there might be physical pain going on, but also, and this isn't MMA again. I know that's, I know that's a sport, but like watching just people fight, like I know there has to be some level of emotional pain, some level of emotional like trauma or something going on that this is happening. So I don't know. I just, again, with the connection, I just connect so deeply to stuff that it's like, ah, I can't watch. (laughs) I think more so mm. there are just, those are the different traits between male and female. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like me personally, where I, where I come from, us fighting was how we showed our bond. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. personal. It wasn't mm-hmm. to attack. It was steel sharp and steel. Like mm-hmm. in case we get into a circumstance or an altercation where we have to defend ourselves from another group, then, mm-hmm. you know, we just want to be on our P's and Q's essentially. But, uh, well, that to me, and that's that's not to say you're wrong about the male female, but that to me sounds more like a cultural and like a upbringing type situation than a male female. Not that not that females did or didn't do that, but you know what I mean. Like, well, I I grew up in a predominantly a PWI, a predominantly white uh, mm-hmm. area, um, high mm-hmm. school and up. Like, I was one of 20 kids in a class of 600. I was Mm. one of 20 blacks. Mm. So like, I mean, I also did that when I grew up uh, in the ghetto as well, but Mm -hmm. I just, 
because I've lived in different cultures and different environments, mm-hmm. I think it's more just a guy thing. Like how that's mm-hmm. how guys bond. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I see Ronnie's faces. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie. Oh, yeah. So yeah, get ready. We about to throw yeah. them gloves. <laughs> so let's do it, bro. I'm always down. It's, it's no bad blood. It's hey, just like you said, to be on your right. p's and q's. Because, and I think it could be a more of a male trait, because um, not to say we are protectors, but we're more geared towards as men looked at to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's right. like, hey, if something were to happen, I mean, I don't care who is next to me, especially if it's a woman, she's gonna look directly at me. It's like, what are you about to do? <laughs> So it's you have to get ready. You have to get ready to brawl or do whatever you got to do to make sure you're protect, um, protecting whoever it is as you're trying to protect. So, yes, I think that's a big piece of it. Or and I think the part that George forgot to leave out is if you're ready to settle a dispute, <laughs> yeah, you better put the gloves yeah. on, man, because that's the best way right. you're gonna settle it. And at that point, right. hopefully, you guys can respect each other, shake hands, and kind of uh, move on from it. But uh, that that's a, that was at least what I grew up on. It's settling disputes. Um, that was yeah our way. <laughs> Put the gloves on. Let's mm-hmm. you know let the best man win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand there are different perspectives. Of course, I understand like different reasons and things like that. I don't you know I'm not ignorant to understanding those things, but I I'm also fully aware that I'm a sensitive person. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's definitely interesting um, to hear about things like that. But and as you should, and it, I like to see sensitive feminine females. Like mm-hmm. it's that's an attract. No guy likes an aggressive woman. Oh, I beat oh, you! No. Like <laughs> what guy wants that? Oh like, no! <laughs> like, what does this have to do with personality <laughs> tests, Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, but I, it, it is it is no. a good segue into our next topic. So I'm, that's why I'm letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, all I was going to say is I have trouble with anyone and I have conversations like this all the time, but anyone who's like, no guy, no girl, there's no one who does this, no one who does that to me. It's like, there are people, you know, every, everyone has their own things. Everyone has their own um you know things that they're they enjoy or are attracted to or and I the again this is a whole nother couple episodes I could go off but the whole gender thing you know I could go on and on so I'll I'll keep my mouth like mostly shut probably we like we like the show being active and not people canceling (laughs) us so soon (laughs) that's what anyway we'll leave it for another day (laughs) go ahead we'll we'll continue the segue that we were already on but uh, I, I like that you guys are talking about the social aspect of things, because, of course, as you have a personality test, you take one that's going to give you an idea, possibly, of how you engage or have some sort of expectations of yourself and what um, the society puts on to you at the same time. So I was actually and this kind of kind of goes hand in hand with each other because I was I looked I saw this tweet and. I'll go ahead and read it for you guys. Um, but for those that are visual, of course, on YouTube, you guys can see it. But it says, you're pushing 20. You're not an edgy and angsty teen anymore. And that was, okay, I'm glad you I saw, saw that. that, Courtney. I'm glad you saw <laughs> it. And I was like, wait, what is going on? And that was in reference to, um, I don't want to butcher her name. Please don't butcher it. It was Olivia Rod- Rodrigo, her upcoming album. I yeah. guess it was the album cover that she had. And someone made that comment. 
And I looked at the the tweet and I was just like, how does that have to do with anybody's age? It didn't make it didn't make any sense to me. And so I really want to talk about it because, of course, in the comments, a lot of people were saying, you know, this person's 20. Like this person hasn't grown up yet. This person is still of age where they can talk about certain things. Everyone's giving their own opinion and thoughts on it. But I really wanted to come from the aspect of society's expectations and how is it that, you know, you guys deal with society's outlook of you? Uh, because at the end of the day, I know I used to do it where it's like, hey, by 30 years old, I need to have this. By 25, I need to be here. I did that. Mm-hmm. Like We all somehow, some way did it. I was thankful enough to have someone that kind of slapped me back into reality. It was like, what are you putting a number on it for? <laughs> and ever since then, I kind of just removed the number. I was like, hey, I'm working towards this goal. And that that's just it. I don't care when I get it done. It's just that's I'm just going to control working towards the goal in itself. And so I say all this to say is really like, well, how is it that you guys, if you know, you do struggle with this now. Um, how do you guys handle like society's expectations? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I never had like a person or anything like that to have those conversations with me. I had situations that slapped me back into, you know, what, where did these expectations come from? And I think for me, it was a lot of this whether you like it or not, this has a lot to do with gender, the question that you're asking and like expectations as a woman and things like that. Um, and I was fortunate enough to grow up with two um, relationships that were still very bonded and that I was um, kind of able to observe consistently, my grandparents and my parents um, who were both still married. Um, so to me growing up, it's like, oh, I need that by this time. That's the expectation. You know, I'm supposed to, they were married young. They had kids young. Like, that's what you do. And, um, and I was following right along with that path. And, um, I don't know if actually, Ronnie, I don't know if you know this, but I was engaged by 23, I think I was 23 at the time. And, um, you know, this, we're not here to talk negatively about anybody, but the best thing I did was not get married. Um, so, and really after that, the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm not, married to that person and not with that person, it it really was just kind of like, okay, let's reevaluate, you know, where are we at? Who taught you this? Where did these ideals come from? Um, and what do you actually want? What do you as a person actually want? Um, and that's not anything I ever thought about before. Mm. And until that point, I think I mentioned in my episode previously, you know, moving to Arizona, it's like, that's the first decision I ever made just for me mm-hmm. was moving to Arizona and, and I was 20, 22, 23. So at that point, it's kind of like, what do you want as a person? Who are you as a person? And, and what are you looking for? And that was the, and I think asking those questions does help you to break out of those expectations, roles that like you're talking culturally and societally, but also I think the older generations play into those societal norms, not, not on purpose, um, but they just kind of play into them a little bit more. Um, so it does come from parents. It does come from grandparents or whoever it is. Um, but yeah, so I had some, some experiences push me back into like, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, and I'm, I'm definitely grateful for those, but, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. (laughs) How about yourself, George? Where are you staying with that? I'm currently no longer in a relationship because of societal expectations. So, uh, it hurts. Um, 
and it sucks because we're in a time where they say like oh don't expect anything um when it'll happen it'll happen but in reality there does get to a point where it's like hey you are too old for certain things like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be 50 years old living in your mom's basement off of your mom off of your mom or your parents um yeah, so it's a it's a huge reality check um, because I didn't used to see things this way until I got slapped in the face with it. So it's like, oh, even though the mouth says one thing in reality, like the feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. see things a completely different way. And long story short, like she just didn't feel secure in the relationship. Uh, because I don't have a set career or a trajectory, even though I make money. Like, you know, Ronnie, I work hard. I'm always working, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's not stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm reevaluating everything <laughs> right now. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing that one can do. And my follow-up was going to be, and kind of Courtney already kind of answered this, where is it on this spectrum that you guys are prioritizing? Is it marriage? Is it kids? Is it work, your career? I could say for myself, just as I'm think, answering or ask, asking the question, I'm really geared towards career and work. That's kind of where my focus is at the moment. Can I ever say it was, hey, I need to be married by this age? No. Kids by this age? I've never really known. <laughs> kids is, uh, we'll talk about that later, but it was, it's really career and just having that stability. And thankfully I had someone at a really early age when I was living my wild, wild west life, um, really kind of helped me see that, um, that I must get my, my work, a, um, my work and career in order and sense, like right in order. <laughs> and I do that with quotations intentionally, because again, it's like, what does that even mean? If what I'm doing works for me, then why else does anything else matter that's going on around me? So I want to follow up with that. We're like, where are you guys in terms of what is it that you're prioritizing at this moment? I'm currently prioritizing myself. Um, ah. I was I was raised <laughs> that you always take care of those you care about, um, and that is a that's true. The flip to the coin is you have to make sure you are secure and taken care of before you can do that for anybody else. Uh, so that's where I am currently. It's like, I need to heal myself. I need to make sure I'm in order and I'm the best version of myself. Um, and that way those things will be added unto me. Um, so right now I don't want nothing. <laughs> I don't want anything. I'm tired of wanting Every time I want something, mm-hmm. it go left. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds relationship oriented to me. <laughs> well, it's, it's like life, you know. Yeah. I I had a car I wanted, and I got it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I actually don't want this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like for me it was um, I and again I when I think about like this question, I realize just how fortunate I am in terms of um, like academics and my career and things that I've never really been in a place 
I mean, yeah, when you get out of school and get out of grad school and stuff, I didn't exactly know which path I was going to go, but I've always been pretty secure with my job. I've always been pretty secure with my career. And I think it's just like the way that I, the steps that I took to get into it, um, was pretty standard. So, so do I focus on my career? Yeah. But you know, like while I'm doing it, right. And like, while I'm working, I'm obviously very focused on my clients, but it's also, as we know, at this point, I'm a therapist and it's one of those things where you have to have really firm boundaries. So I love my clients dearly and I'm, and I'm super, super focused on them. But as soon as I leave, I'm not thinking about work, you know, like you just have to have those boundaries. Um, so, so to say, am I focused on my career? Yes. You st- like in terms of doing well, you have it established. I yeah. Would say, though. So, yeah. So it's just one of those things that I don't feel like I've ever really needed to think about more. Um, which again, I, I realize that I'm fortunate, um, to be able to say that, but the other, so the flip side, the less, uh, positive and, um, side of it is, and again, things that I can go into forever and ever. Um, I've always been super, super relationship oriented and that's not just like couple partner, boyfriend, things like that. It's, um, my friends, I hold very, very close to me, like just honestly. And I know of course, as a therapist, I know what it comes down to is attachment. And I know that like my attachment to other people is very, very important to me. And, and that's a positive and a negative thing. And I recognize that. So, so again, just to be completely honest, um, I'm for sure focused on, um, those attachments and those relationships. And do I want to be? No, but, but it's, it's something that I'm working through. Um, cause I want to be able to respond the way George responded. And be able to say that I am focused on me. I am focused on me. I And people are always like, aren't you working? Aren't you doing this podcast? Just worry about those things. And I'm like, I am. That's, you know, I'm into it for sure. I'm putting a lot of time and energy in. But but when I'm not doing those things, what is my brain on? Attachments, relationships, you know, who's around me? Who can I spend time with? Things like that. And I do need to get into a better headspace where it's like, no, just me and Pua. That's really what I should be worried about is me and Pua um, and our our quality time together and things like that. So the honest response. Courtney, funny you say that because it just, you are like, I think you're really feminine because like from, and I'm not a therapist. So this is all opinion. Like from what mm. I've discovered, that is a strong trait of a feminine woman to mm. be worried about relationships because women build the community like mm-hmm. you're the social women are the social of the group so relationships are dear and important to you mm-hmm. in my estimation yeah i just well <laughs> I, 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 I just um no i come from more of a and and this is this is a topic I'd really like to be able to discuss one time on another episode is is just attachment in general because it is such a huge thing that I don't think we talk about nearly enough and I don't think people are educated on. Um, but attachment is um, you never you just never know. And so my and again we don't have to get too too much into it today, but just the sneak peek of it is I have an anxious attachment, so I'm going to to grab onto the people around me Mm. where other people don't. And I don't think I would actually really, really enjoy looking into whether attachment and gender sex, things like that um, have anything to do with each other. But, um, but I don't think 
as far as I know and my information, they, they don't. Um, so, cause I know a lot of men who have the same and men and, and boys, cause I work with teens, of course, who have the same, um, that anxious attachment and who reach for those relationships and have a really, really hard time when those relationships end. And again, that, that can be friendships as well, but I would, I'd be very interested to see if it's gendered, but, but I don't think it is. I know. And like we're talking about right now, like society and and culture and upbringing, you know, there's that nature versus nurture and the, the traits that you're pushed into having as a woman versus as a man and, and male, female and things like that. But, but in terms of just the actual attachment piece, I, don't think they are, but that's really interesting. I'd like to figure that out. Hmm. So then with that being said, challenge a lot with you. I would love Mm -hmm. to like have more dialogue outside of this because I think we discover a lot together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. I already have a new topic to research. So yeah, (laughs) So now, Courtney, For you sure. know where kind of, I guess your focus is, you kind of mentioned the attachment, the relationship is where your mind typically mm-hmm. goes to. So did you ever at some point in time mm-hmm. say, I must have, I know you said it was kind of your upbringing, but now, now that you mm-hmm. know that that doesn't have to be your life, do you have like an, uh, I must have it by this time? No. No, um, I am fully, so, and this, I know you say I bring this up too often and I probably do, but this goes back for me to the offensive defense, because what I'm doing with, when I keep saying, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but when I keep saying that I'm playing defense and when I keep saying I'm not quite ready for offense yet, it's because I know that where I'm at, like the rebuilding phase for me. Um, and I'm just, I'm in that phase right now. And I know that the decisions that I'm making are not the best decisions for me. And I just, I know that, but I'm allowing myself to do it. I'm allowing myself to just kind of sit. We talked about embrace the suck, all the things that we've kind of discussed uh, previously. Um, That's what I'm just allowing myself to do at that time. I've, I've told myself things like, listen, we're, we're not doing this in 2024. You know, if this, if this phase that I'm in lasts the end of the year, so be it, but we're not doing it in 2024. So I've given myself that, but in terms of like finding a partner or finding like get absolutely not. No, mm. because I just know, you know, if, if you're forcing it like that, it's, I don't think it's as authentic. I don't think it's, it's mm. as healthy. Um, and I know we like George touched on it earlier with the whole, like, there's so much mixed messaging with like, if you'll find someone when you're not looking and like, put the apps down and what there's so much mixed messaging with stuff like that, that like, I don't necessarily have a phrase that I cling to, you know what I mean? But, but I just know that I've given myself till the end of the year to do like, to mess around with whatever I'm messing around with, like in terms of just not making the absolute best decisions for me. And then, and then hopefully it doesn't take till 2024, but whatever. Um, and then once I, like I said, once I get into action, once I step into offense mode, um, then we'll see how that goes. But no, I don't have, nah, it's how about, not. How about you, George? I know you said you're talk. You, you know, you're really focused on yourself. Do you have a time frame of when you must have? I guess not everything together, but of that, what whatever your vision looks like. Do you have a time frame on that? Yeah, by forty. Uh-huh. Why? Why? <laughs> you see, see, this is um, this is what. I, what's the number for? 
So with me, um, I lose track of time. And just from my experience, it hasn't benefited me um, because I have the propensity to exaggerate, prolong, things of that nature. But when, if I at least insinuate to myself a certain time frame, then not necessarily like, oh, I have to do this by this exact date, but as far as trajectory goes, you know, I may stumble along the way, but as long as I'm moving onward and forward to better myself, then yeah, I'd say by 40, it, because it still takes time, you know, yeah. just like an investment, an investment takes time. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking too... myself. And that's the best thing that that's going to be the best investment. That's going to be the ROI that no one ever can ever give you back. Uh, however, I look at putting a time frame on it as unnecessary stress that you're giving yourself. Mm -hmm. That's that's the only reason why I stop putting numbers to things. And it's like, hey, I'm just going to work towards this goal. This is I know where I'm going. As far as when I'm going to get there, how I'm going to get there, that's the least of my concerns. I know what I need to do to get there. That's it. I can't control, again, mm -hmm. control the controllables. I can only control every single day. I can only control my actions on a daily basis. I can't control what the future holds. And the future is probably going to give me a Mike Tyson punch that I'm just not ready for. And, hey, so mm -hmm. be it. <laughs> That's part of the process. That's part of the plan. As Joel and B would say, trust the process. And so that's why I said just that number aspect of it, um, as long as it doesn't give you that overwhelming stress, um, then hey, you can live with it. But for those individuals that you know that society says you must be married by your 30s, you must have kids, or at least you must be married in your 20s, you must have kids by your 30s, mm -hmm. your career must be all figured out by your 25s. It's all BS. Um, because again, most men mm -hmm. don't even, most people's brains aren't developed, not even men, most people's brains aren't developed until their mid-20s. So Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. I am not a scientist. I don't look into doing studies on people's <laughs> brains. It's just I'm speaking from my personal experience. I didn't really start to understand mm -hmm. who I was up until that point where I really start to pour into myself a little bit more, which is I commend you, George, for being able to say I'm focused on myself, man. F everything else that's going on around me, because that, that does take a lot mm -hmm. of power, control and discipline to be able to do that. And especially with all the distractions we have in today's world. True Definitely. story. Definitely. But, yeah, discipline's a good word. <laughs> but you guys heard it best from <laughs> us. Um, and you can take it. You can not take it. Do it as you please if you need any advice um, or you just want uh, someone to speak to. Go talk to your best friends or just reach out to us on the Walk and Grow page. Um, do anything that you need, need to do to reach out and kind of get more guidance and understand. Because there's another perspective out there that may help you, may benefit you. Because, again, everything we preach over here is about unleashing your power to transform your reality. So till next time, keep on applying those perspectives, education, growth, and collaboration, y'all. And I just want to say it's been a pleasure to have me on. Oh, my goodness. This is like a therapy <laughs> session within itself. Like, I'm lit up on the inside right now. <laughs>